Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Got a lot of articles we're going to go over today, and we're going to address some fake news that's been running around, have a fake news fact checker segment, since they seem to like doing that to everybody else that speaks the truth. I'm going to start calling these guys out on a regular basis with the bold face lies that they continue to just basically blabber out of their mouth on mainstream media. And as we saw today, now it looks like the bumbling buffoon put his signature on the infrastructure bill. So we will wait to see what happens to our inflationary rate over the next three to six months now as they're going to dump another, what, trillion plus dollars, allegedly into the markets and the systems and all the other infrastructure nonsense that they've lied to us about. Because remember, it takes a lot of money to run these big old planes, to run chemtrails all over the planet and all over the country on a regular basis. It takes a lot of money to run private jets from Texas to Florida, transferring illegal migrants every single night. That DeSantis is still actively addressing and fighting. And it takes a whole lot of money to continue to keep feeding the military and pharmaceutical industrial complex with more and more death. And so what the thing about this that we're seeing now is here, as the value of the dollar is rapidly degrading, that's what I've explained to you guys on the show before, the inflationary rate and things getting more expensive isn't just the idea of things costing more money. It's that the dollar is devaluing and it is buying you less. That's what people have to understand with this. And when you continue to print trillions of dollars or inject trillions of dollars into the markets, this is what we see. And what's interesting about this, and I was going to fact check this just because I want to show everybody the downright lies they continue to throw out there on a regular basis. So beginning of the year, the Washington Post put out an article, and the title of the article was, Republicans are scaremongering about inflation to derail the Democratic agenda. All right, it's Washington Post. Can't expect much more than lies out of them. The next one came three months later. The inflation scare doesn't match reality. All right, so we're keep rolling this, this lie. Kick it down the road. Next one from NBC back in June. Inflation looks bad now, but it's pretty much sticking to the script. All right, so NBC last month now. Why the inflation we're seeing now is a good thing. <laughs> and then my favorite that I saw over the weekend with Stephanie Ruley, NBC. She came out and said Americans essentially need to stop complaining about inflation because they're able to afford more to pay for food and heating because, well, you know, household savings hit a record high over the pandemic. While nobody likes to pay more on average, we have more money to do so. Wait, wait a minute. So because some people were able to save some money last year because they didn't travel and they didn't go out, we need to stop complaining about inflation going to an all-time high in 30 years because we allegedly have more money to do so. Now, obviously, Stephanie really does not understand even basic concept of keeping a balance sheet proper, or understanding inflation, or understanding monetary policy. As we've blatantly seen now, 
Tyson Foods just came out, and they said they're going to have their second hike this year. Beef is going to be jumping up another 33%. Chicken's jumping up another 19%. Used car values are still hitting the realm of 26% up. Laundry equipment's up 15%. Bacon's up 20%. Cereal's up 4.5%. Fuel is up 59%. And eggs are up 12%. Now, I'm not sure what savings accounts Stephanie Ruley uh, keeps her money in, but I haven't seen any savings accounts, any CD accounts, any moderately safe accounts that are yielding 6%, 10%, 20%, especially 33%. So I don't know where she's talking about keeping her money and saving money and how everybody now has more money and they don't need to complain about why stuff's getting so expensive. It borderline a hyperinflationary rate if this continues to go up. Remember, right now they're saying just on average, the inflationary rate is 6.1%. That means everything doubles within 11 years if it stays at this rate and doesn't go up any further. That means right now, currently, if this rate were to occur by 2032, the $80,000 F-250s that are out right now are going to be $160,000 by 2032 and 2033. That's what happens at a 6.1% inflationary rate, and it has no even concept of slowing down right now, in my opinion. And what's ironic about this, to take it a step further, just to take it a step further, ABC had their show over the weekend with George Stephanopoulos, and he asked director of the National Economic Council whether there is anything Biden can do to address inflation. You know, his response is, number one, we need to finish the job on COVID. Getting these shots out to 5 to 11-year-olds is going to provide a lot of comfort to American families, and we're making a lot of progress on that front. He literally suggests the way to handle skyrocketing inflation is injecting 5 to 11-year-olds with gene therapy that literally have a 99.99% survival rate of a virus that in theory doesn't even affect them horrifically in most cases. To prove my point, a comprehensive analysis of hospital emissions and reported deaths across England was just released. It was published on MedRxiv, and the team of researchers picked through all hospital admissions and deaths reported for people younger than 18 in England. The study found that COVID-19 was the direct cause of death of 25 children between March 20th and February 21st in England. Yeah, 25. Over, over a year span, 25 kids. And to make it even worse, half of those deaths were children with underlying complex disabilities with high health care needs, such as tube feeding or assistance with breathing. Asthma wasn't even in that realm of death. The low rate of severe acute disease is important news. The publisher said 259 children were treated in the pediatric intensive care units. Of those total over the year period, 25 died. Overall, the need for intensive care in this age group under 18, was incredibly rare among those patients. They set out of the research, 3,105 total deaths out of 12 million people or so under 18. 12 million people or so under 18 
in England, 3,105 total deaths. That's everything. That's car accidents. That's drowning. Horrific. But it happens. So out of those 3,105, 25 of them were attributed to COVID-19. That is a rate of two out of every million people in that age range. Think about that for a second. And we've already seen the VAERS report with literally hundreds of thousands of people in the last 10 months with severe adverse events directly related to the shot, and we haven't even brought it in to young children yet. So when you have blithering idiots like Council Brian Dees, the director of the National Economic Council, make comments like the number one thing we can do to stop inflation is get 5- to 11-year-olds injected. I'm going to call fake news on this. This is a complete and total propaganda line piece, again, from none other than the controlled propaganda media that is literally lying to people every single day. I personally don't think I've really heard one single piece of true news on mainstream media over the last two years. So I want to kind of bring that up and remind everybody why it's really important to do your own research. When you start seeing the numbers out of England over the last entire year, 25 children died from COVID over a year time span, and half of them were basically already had severe underlying conditions. So that means you had basically 12 kids, 12, 13 kids out of 18 million die from COVID over an entire year. And you're telling them that you need to have the entire population of this age injected with gene therapy that has never been tested long-term, even on adults, much less children. There's a serious problem that's going on right now, and it's time that people really start bringing up this news and bringing out the truth and waking up the populace as best we can, especially when it comes to the children, Dan. What do you think? Well, awesome. If these kids have been given proper nutrition and proper vitamin supplements and proper food, they would have probably not had any deaths whatsoever unless they were Absolutely. associated with comorbidities. I mean, see, this is the problem that you run into. These kids just really aren't affected by this, even when they're giving lousy food to eat. Their immune systems are so strong. And like you said, this is gene therapy. And the United States and the world would have never taken this thing seriously, and they never would have been ejected with it had this thing not pushed the media, pushed the media, pushed the, by the media you know, for the last two years to think everybody's going to die if they don't get this ridiculous gene therapy shot. They wouldn't have done it. This is all a giant, you know, experiments what it is. It's a giant test. This Nuremberg trial completely and totally run amok is what this is. This is this is this is this is the this this is concentration camp stuff. This is MK Ultra stuff. And this is completely ignoring the Nuremberg trials of the Nuremberg Code. This is crazy what's happened here in the United States. I and I and I sit back and I look at it. It's not just the United States, it's the entire world. And I say it's the same thing that I said that nobody else said two years ago. And I don't know, because this concept is so clear to you guys, especially because you're the listeners, you listen to the show, and you see the line of reasoning that we do here at the, at the Ted Nelson Brower Show. Nobody has the power to do this except for the international banking cartels, the Klaus-Fab people. That's the only group that can do this. When they control the money flow, they can control the outcomes and pretty much anything they want because, number one, they own the media. Number two, they own the pharmaceutical corporations. Number three, they own almost every major Fortune 500 corporation, you know, including the Nasdaq, you know, corporations. They own almost everything. 
So they can do whatever they want to do because there's no outside source of information coming in except for all news, and there are only a few of us left that are telling the truth. So the vast majority of the population lines up to get the kill shot, the clot shot. I like the, I like the kill shot, the clot shot. Either one of those are, to me, interchangeable. But this is what we're doing to the, to the world. And it goes right back to what the Jason scholars said back in the 50s. This is that group that worked with DARPA that said that the most important thing they had to do is reduce the population of the planet. This has been in the works now for 70 years, and now they're doing it. They're full-blown lowering the population of the planet. They're affecting the children who are getting these shots. They're not going to produce proper testosterone, not going to produce proper sperm, not going to produce proper hormones. Not going to affect their ovaries, according to all of the research that I've looked at. And it's going to create a giant transgender race here on the planet that's going to basically not be able to reproduce like they need to until they can put it to a situation where the only kids that are going to be made are going to be through test tubes and they're going to be genetically modified. And this is like a science fiction experiment gone just completely haywire, almost like it was back in Genesis chapter 6. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon the return of the Son of Man. Jesus told us what was going to happen. This is the same group that did this in Genesis 6. This is the same ancient Canaanite, quote-unquote, demons or gods or little g there with the term gods that they worshipped way back when. And it's the same group that has always done this. It's always these same people who run the planet. You know, the more I dig into who owns the plantations, you know, in the United States and how they were bought after Reconstruction with basically, uh, how should I say, Rothschild money. And high Masonic level money. And yesterday we got a really, I laughed actually, uh, and because it, it, it's true. You know, I was talking to you yesterday about how I talked to this astronaut, and on the ST Brewer Instagram account, account, somebody contacted us back and said, you know, you basically, I'm going to paraphrase this, that Ted was too nice. This guy's a high level Mason and should have been called out for what he had said and, and the lies that he was giving you when you were talking to him. Here's the problem with all of that. If, if I had been, in a situation other than in a private, secure area out on the tarmac in an airfield <laughs> as a guest of a friend who knew this guy, I probably would have done that. The problem you run into, though, is when you're a guest by, of someone else and you start hammering somebody else who's their friend, you end up into a, get into a situation where uh, you're never invited back. <laughs> and they see you and they run. They go, oh, it's Ted Brower. we got to keep him off the tarmac. He may insult another friend. That's the problem that I had yesterday. Now, if I could have gotten down into a real conversation with this guy, I would have gotten into a real conversation with him, and I would not allowed him to obfuscate what was going on. But he would have sat there with his handler anyhow and, and done exactly what he had done with me. If you guys need to, you guys need to watch something, they mentioned this on Instagram yesterday. I've seen it. It's called Astronauts Run Wild <laughs> or Astronauts Gone Wild. And it's all these different people that are asking astronauts really what happened with Apollo, what happened with the space shuttle, what happened with the Van Allen radiation belt, you know, what's happening with flying saucers and on and on and on. And here's the thing. The government has admitted, I mean, last summer, a few months ago, that flying saucers are real, that a lot of these, quote, unquote, unidentified flying objects are basically DARPA, that there are spaceships that are flying around. I mean, why would Trump put a space force together? I mean, there's a newsflash. I mean, why, why do we need a space force? Well, because we have planes or, or spaceships that are flying around that are super top secret. We know that. I mean, it's not like, you know, they didn't just disclose it. But they also said that there were other things from other civilizations that they didn't know what they were. They were spaceships flying around. Everybody wants to forget about that. But see, these folks that are high-level clearance, 
they got to be really, really careful because, you know, when they're high-level Masons, like this guy probably was, in fact, they said that all the Apollo astronauts were high-level Masons because they could keep secrets because they don't really want you to know the shape of the planet. There you go. They don't really want you to know about the magnetosphere. They don't really want you to know about the Van Allen radiation belt. They don't really want you to know about what the Earth really is as far as how they see it and how they want us to visualize it and see it. All of this stuff is being given to us by a government that never stops lying. <laughs> it just never stops lying. And, and you know, and we've done this before. All of the stuff that's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie. So why would we believe anything the government says about anything that are seeing in outer space? I don't. And that's the thing we have to ask ourselves the question. What do you want to believe about this, 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 this gene therapy vaccine, which is almost 30,000, you know, deaths now in Europe from the vaccine alone and millions of people with adverse reactions? You know, why do we think that this is okay? And it still that it goes right back down to the media is controlled by the same people. When Clinton came in back in the early 90s and deregulated the media industry, you know, Bill Clinton with his Jeffrey Epstein buddy back then, they were all doing their whole thing, their little sicko stuff, and they're all their voodoo and witchcraft and all the stuff they did in Haiti, him and his witch wife. You know, they basically took the ability of alt media to be in the mainstream news and got rid of it. They allowed mainstream media to come in and buy every single radio, every single TV station in a given city and basically take control of the news outlets and only put out propaganda. That's the reason that it had been regulated the way it had and that only one corporate media group could come in and buy one station in one market and everything else had to be independent because they didn't want people coming in and basically censoring the news and only putting out information that they wanted people to hear that were that was primarily the lies, like Austin just talked about in his first segment. And this is what we found right now in the United States is that we basically are <laughs> we're put into a dark room and, and we're and we're basically a bunch of mushrooms. We're growing in the dark and they're shoveling manure to us constantly to keep us growing. <laughs> That's all we've got from the mainstream media. It's all a bunch of lies. Oh, inflation is nothing. Inflate no. Inflation has been here for a long time. I mean, you see it in vehicle prices. It's ridiculous how they've gone up. I remember back in 1973, you could buy like a brand new Chevrolet Monte Carlo for like $5,000. Yeah, I mean, with swivel bucket seats, the whole bit, right? You could buy a really nice car for $5,000. Well, now a really nice car, if you can even find a car, because most manufacturers have gone to you know, SUVs and trucks, you know, it's going to be $35,000, $40,000. If you get a nice one, you can get some stripped out ones for the mid-20s. But that's a 500% inflation rate. You know, that's just, in, you know, you know, that means everything's d d five times more expensive than it was back in 1973. And we see this and we see this and we see this. And we kind of just sit back and go, wow, look at college education. How expensive tuition is. How expensive living in the dorm is. How, how ridiculously expensive books are. You get a lab book for a chemistry class and the book is, you know, $350. And you go, what the heck? It only costs you $1.50 to print it. Because I printed a lot of books. Over the years, as we've had a publishing business, you know, with the books that I've written, a lot of the books were published by other, you know, publishers. But the reality is, it's not that expensive unless you hyperinflate the cost, which is what they've done over and over and over again. So a kid goes in, his tuition's thousands of dollars for a semester, and his books are thousands of dollars for the books. And you go, what the heck? That's right. That's the way it's always been because the publishers are also controlled by the same group of the BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard 
who control the planet, who own everything, including the massive plant plantations here in South and North Florida and everywhere else. And it's just the same group, always over and over again, over and over and over and over again. And you sit back and go, why is that? Well, because the world has been under control of these entities for a long, long time. Now, I don't normally talk about Alex Jones because I don't follow Alex Jones and I don't listen to InfoWars. I can't take the profanity-laced rants and all the other stuff that goes on with InfoWars. And he's claiming to be a Zionist. I've heard him say that, quite frankly, on the show himself. And I don't agree with the things that Israel does. I don't agree with the way that Israel runs their nation. I don't agree with the fact that it's the number one homosexual destination in the world. It just goes on and on and on. I can give you a whole list, but that's not the point of this. Alex Jones has lost another Sandy Hook you know, lawsuit. Now, let me explain to you what's going on with this. What Alex Jones has failed to do is to provide financial information about InfoWars and what he's done and the money he's made and where his assets are basically put. Now, this is, this is not a criminal charge. These are these are basically civil lawsuits that are being against Alex Jones. Now, what he's done here is he has not disclosed any of his financial assets. Now, I'm just going to go stop for just a second. I spoke to a top attorney this morning. His name's John Parvin. He's a good friend of mine. And he basically gave me some information on why he's been, why Alex Jones has done this. And John Parvin was also a college roommate of mine at Florida State. And, and here's what he said is happening. Alex Jones doesn't want to disclose any of his assets from his sale of supplements. I heard once, whether it could be substantiated or not, I don't know, that Alex Jones had informed his listeners he was doing about $60 million a year in supplement sales. That's a lot of money, guys, and that's a huge, huge company. If he's making 20 30% profit on all those supplement sales, you know, he could be up making upwards up to you know, $18, 20000000 million a year in profit. Well, they're saying at Sandy Hook, this happened almost <laughs> back, back when in 2012, I mean, it was a long time ago, that he actually profited and increased his viewership and basically increased his profits from his vitamin sales by promoting false conspiracy theories. And so they want to have a sanction put against him for the increase in profits. So they want to have basically millions and millions and millions of dollars paid to the families. So Alex Jones, in order that I understand as far as what I've read, I'm speculating now, has basically said that, you know, he's not going to give any of this information out. And so the judge has given a default judgment to the families. Another judge had done so back in September. And the default judgment simply says, I find you guilty in this matter of basically causing, you know, problems and, you know, and how should I say, you've defiled these people, you've, you've defamed their names. And so we're going to basically find you guilty of that. Now there has to be another jury trial that's going to have to decide on how much money it's going to be. Here's the thing. This has been 10 years. <laughs> this ain't going away for a long, long, long time. Alex Jones apparently has some pretty good legal advice, as far as I can tell. He's not disclosing any assets. He's not disclosing any income. He's not disclosing anything. And so now they've got a default judgment after 10 years. And what's going to happen is probably going to go into the appeals process now. and It'll probably be another five to 10 years. And then it's going to go to award judgment. It'll probably be another five or 10 years. By the time this thing's over with, Alex Jones is probably going to be retired and be no longer on the radio whatsoever, or the country will no longer exist. Just thought I'd mention that, too. And in the meantime, he has plenty of time to, how should I say, position himself accordingly as far as asset protection. 
Now, I'm just making this as I go as far as speculation, and I did talk to John Parvin, who agreed with part of this today. So the thing is this. This doesn't mean anything at the point that he's basically they found him guilty of this. At this point, it's all going to be in the appeals courts. It's all going to be through the appellate process. And it's going to be years and years and years and years before they get an award judgment. They're going to have to then they're going to have to try to find the assets and on it goes and it just goes on and on and on. So, again, is this judicial abuse or is it good lawyering on either part on the people who are the plaintiffs or the defendants here? I leave that up to you guys to decide. I don't know. It's just, it's just a, it's a giant, giant mess that I personally didn't want to report on because I don't follow Alex Jones and his basically, as I mentioned earlier, profanity rants on the shows. And when he told everybody a few years ago that he was just basically an actor and this was just a stage for him, and I'm paraphrasing now, that he really didn't believe the things that he was saying, that was enough for me. That was enough for me. I had enough of all of it. And so I'm not going to listen to the guy who says stuff like that. When I tell you stuff on the Ted and Austin Brower show, when I talk to you about Jesus, who's the author and the finisher and the perfecter of our faith, and I talk to you about the things of the Lord, this isn't a game for me. This is real. It's very, very, very real. You know, as with Moses and with Noah and all the people in the Old Testament, they went through so much persecution. And I had a friend of mine who's a nationally known medical doctor who's involved in all of this stuff. And they contacted me yesterday and said, I don't know what to do. This is so depressing. We're trying to fix this. We're trying to fix this. We're fighting this battle. And we don't seem to have any headway. That's simply not true. You think about it was in the days of Noah. Noah sat around, worked diligently for almost an entire century building the ark. And, you know, it had never really rained on the planet, according to the scripture. At that point, all of a sudden this deluge came and the fountains of the deep opened up and the boat floated and all the animals were on it. And there it was. He's in Noah's Ark. But it took 100 years. Never grow weary of doing what's right, my friends. Never grow weary of standing your ground. It tells you in Ephesians, above all, you have to stand. And that's what we have to understand as Christians you know, we weren't promised a rose garden. <laughs> That's not what Jesus said was going to happen. He didn't say, you guys are going to be happy, happy, happy. He says, you're going to be persecuted and hated for my name. And we've got to realize that when the people that rule this world basically worship Baal and Asher and Moloch and Baphomet and these sick, perverted snake tree gods. I mean, what the heck did you think was going to happen when we stood against this stuff? But Jesus stood against it. He gave his life for this because he loves you so much. So we have to stand our ground and we have to do it with a good attitude. For this is the day the Lord hath made. And I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Because listen to me, it doesn't matter what these guys do to you on this physical plane that we're in right now. As soon as you leave here, it's like Mark Rutland said on Friday, you step through the door into heaven, into eternal life and jubilation and peace enjoy and they don't get to do that they go to hell <laughs> that's a bad place to go where they're going to be separated from god and all of these horrible things are going to happen to them so we have victory in christ because of the cross that's why we have to always remember that and just say this is the day the lord hath made i will rejoice and i will be glad in it, and i will not allow myself to succumb to the ways of the world. I will stand firm in the word of God. 
and in his righteousness and realize who Jesus Christ is. And that's why we always talk about Jesus on this show, because I told my medical doctor friend yesterday. Here's what I told her. I said, look, here's the thing. Why do you think I say without Christ it's impossible to deal with this mess? Because it is. We don't have any power or authority without that. But because of the cross, we are in covenant with the most high God. I mean, the creator of the universe has our back. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Always remember that, my friends. Always remember to stand firm in the word and remember that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Absolutely. And I mean, that's why they're pushing so much propaganda right now to try to discredit everybody in mainstream media. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are right now. If you're pretty much speaking any truth, they're doing everything they can to demonize you. I mean, I saw the interview the other day. I talked about this on the Hagman Show on Friday with the Pfizer CEO, you know, Albert Borla. And he blatantly goes in an interview where he's in the think tank based uh, out of Washington, the Atlantic Council. And he's doing an interview, and he blatantly says anybody that questions what's going on with these vaccines is a criminal. He goes, these people are criminals, Borla said. They're criminals because they've literally cost millions of lives. And the only thing that stands between the new the new way of life and the current way of life is, frankly, hesitancy to vaccinations. That's what he said verbatim on the interview. And he said they're criminals. And then the guy that was interviewing him said right afterwards, he goes, and they need to be handled like criminals. And Borla shakes his head. Now, obviously, this man has a very significant <laughs> monetary incentive to call anybody that questions his product criminals. Pfizer's already made, I think, what is it, over $20 billion now, $25 billion just off the COVID injection in the last year alone, one year, one one type of injection. Remember, Pfizer doesn't just make COVID. Remember what the Project Veritas scientists said when they caught him basically you know, off the record? He said Pfizer basically – is making their money off COVID now. They are a COVID-based company. They are continuing to do this, and they will not stop. They're making so much money right now, they're not going to quit. And this is exactly what we're seeing. So when you see us called criminals, when we blatantly bring up stuff, and we go, well, this is gene therapy. No, it's not. Okay, well, what happened to the Bayer Pharmaceutical Division individual, basically executive Stefan Ulrich, who made a statement at the World Health Summit in Berlin on October 24, 24th to 2026 in Berlin. He said, the company is really taking that leap in cell and gene therapy. Ultimately, the mRNA vaccines are an example for that cell and gene therapy, he said. It's always like I said, if we had surveyed two years ago in public, would you be willing to take gene or cell therapy and inject it in your body? We probably would have a 95% refusal rate, Ulrich said. You know, it's ironically enough, in August... Reuters ran a fact check citing independent experts, a panel of independent experts, contended that the technology and Pfizer Moderna shots are not gene therapy. And then they come out and say, oh, by the way, it is gene therapy. We've lied to you repeatedly. Remember this fact-checking independent panel of scientists or researchers or professionals. It's literally, it is literally a group of individuals who are a bunch of nerds sitting in a back room who are told this is the narrative that you promote. If anything contradicts this narrative, you flag it for fact-checking, and you basically say it's not true. 
That's the independent panel of researchers they refer to. Remember, Facebook's already gotten busted doing this multiple times. They don't have any any requirement of who the person has to be. It just has to be a third-party group of individuals. That's it. They they can put blithering buffoons that have no idea what's going on that are IT geeks, and they can put them in a room and say, okay, listen, anything that comes up relating to this topic, you rebuttal it and say it's fake news, and we fact-check it. And that's exactly what they do. There is no truth. There is no research. There is no scientist. They're a third-party group of basically trolls online that are paid very well, from what I've heard, to rebuttal anything that contradicts the mainstream narrative. Perfect example now of what's coming up or what's been coming up now in the UK, and I can pretty much guarantee you this is happening in the United States and has been happening in the United States. Last year. I repeatedly came out, and people got mad at me. They said, no, everybody needs to be tested on a regular basis. I said, why are you going and getting tested if you're not sick? Oh, because asymptomatic spreading. It's science, Austin. I said, it's science. I said, we've never at any point in recorded history had people running around spreading viruses that have had zero symptoms and zero symptoms at all. It goes against everything. I said, could you have somebody that has a mild viral load that's infected, that's not showing symptoms? Could you have somebody that may possibly infect somebody if they're face-to-face with them? Is it possible? Yes. Is it spreading to millions and millions of people that way? Absolutely not. There was zero science to back that up, zero. And they even came out later on. They said there was zero science to back that up. I remember when everybody was going to get tested all the time. They were paying to get tested and getting free tested and going to all these labs. And I told everybody, I said, don't do that, man. Everybody said, why? What are you doing? I said, because they're collecting your DNA. Everybody goes, no, they're not. They would never do that. I said, did you have to fill out a form and sign out a form whenever you got tested? Well, yeah. It's okay. Did you read this fine print? Well, no. Of course you didn't read the fine prints. It's usually like two, 3,000 words. It's smaller, you know, number two font, the very bottom. Everybody just clicks the box or signs the box and goes on with it. Well, Signpost Diagnostics, a government-approved supplier, has now under investigation after sharing sensitive medical data with third parties and selling swabs carrying customers' DNA. The leading COVID testing firm is basically under investigation by UK's data privacy watchdog. The company, company claimed it was using the medical data to learn more about human health and develop new drugs and products. The Sunday Times reported customers booking tests through the Express Test website were not clearly told their data would be used for purposes beyond COVID-19 testing. Instead, they were reportedly asked to tick a box agreeing to a 4,876-word privacy policy, which links to another document outlining its research program. Typically, analysis of sensitive medical information can only be carried out with explicit informed consent, which they get around this all the time by having you click a box, like I said, with thousands of words. The company charges between 35 pounds to 120 pounds for a PCR test and is estimated to have made tens of millions of pounds from testing fees alone. It goes on to say its research program information sheet, last updated October 21st, says the company retains data including all biological samples and all DNA obtained from such samples, as well as genetic information derived from processing your DNA sample, including various technologies such as genotyping and whole or parso 
partial genome sequencing. The policy also says Signpost may share customers' DNA samples and other personal information with any collaborators working with them or independently along with third-party centers, including universities, private companies, and that it may receive compensation in return. Guys, I rest my case. I said this last year. I told you this is what happening when everybody went out and was getting tested every single week, every single month, and going to these random places. I said, I can guarantee you any amount of money, these companies are collecting your DNA, and they're selling it. We already saw it happen with, what, 23andMe, Ancestry.com. They've all been very, very candid what happens when they collect your DNA. They data log it. They process it. They sequence it, and they sell it to the highest bidder and other higher bidders and other higher bidders and as many people as they want to sell it to. And they make billions of dollars off this. I have said this repeatedly in the past. The information sector now is over $100 billion a year sector. And that includes everything from your search history to your credit card purchases to your online social media activity all of it is monitored and sold to the highest bidders. Why would you think they wouldn't do this with your DNA swabs that people were handing out and paying money to basically test every single week, every single month, so they could have a test that showed negative? I told her before, if you absolutely have to do a test, even though a lot of those swabs are carcinogenic, go get a home test and swab that thing and be done with it. This whole going to a center and testing, in my opinion, and I said this repeatedly and now, it's proven that at least in the UK, and I'm sure there's more that's going to come out in the United States, it was nothing more than a giant DNA gathering buffoon as far as just a just tomfoolery where people were doing this without any explanation, any reasoning, any science. You have to go get tested again this week. Why? I'm perfectly healthy. No, you've got to get tested because you could be an asymptomatic spreader. Do you like killing grandma? Dude, I'm not killing anybody. I'm extremely healthy. I'm hammering the C, D, and zinc. I'm taking care of my body like we're supposed to do. I said, when's the last time you had to get a flu shot to go get on a plane? Well, I haven't. When's the last time you had to go get a strep test, strep throat test to go on transportation? Well, I haven't. Then why all of a sudden do you have to constantly go get a test for COVID to show you're negative when you're not symptomatic? Well, I don't know because it's science. All right, I rest my case. You have no rebuttal here. But again, this is what they want to do. Remember, they blatantly say it right here. They are using the medical data to learn more about human health and develop new drugs. Remember, Dad's talked about this repeatedly. Once they can sequence all this different DNA and they have this giant trove of DNA, they can make DNA-specific viruses and DNA-specific bacteria and diseases that will specifically go after certain DNA strands, and they have a giant database of them now with literally probably billions of people all across the globe that have now subjected themselves to this testing that has now been sold all over the world for more testing and more research with your very own DNA. What do you think, Dan? I, I think you're hilarious with killing grandma. <laughs> I gotta laugh about that, Austin, because it's so true. It's the pure propaganda. It's the, it's the ultimate thing. You're killing yep. grandma by, by doing this. And it's just pure propaganda. And, you know, I, I remember, I'll never forget this. We had a, we had the fish camp back in the sixties and the fifties. And I remember we had a bunch of cottages on it. And we had one lady, her name was Mrs. Bowles. And she was amazing. And boy, could she make cookies. 
she made the best Thanksgiving Day cookies and the best Christmas cookies I've ever had in my whole life. And my mom had, was working full time, and so she would pay Mrs. Bowles to basically, you know, make us cookies. And she was like the epitome of the image of the grandma, Mrs. Bowles. She was a phenomenal, phenomenal baker. And so everybody loved her. And so everybody loves grandma. Grandma shows up at Thanksgiving. Grandma shows up at Easter's. Grandma shows up at, you know, Christmas. And grandma makes cookies. And so they've got this image of what grandmas are, which in most cases grandmas really are like that. And they love being with their grandchildren. And they're great with their grandchildren because all of the mistakes they made with their, <laughs> with their own children, they've corrected by the time they get to the grandchildren. To just be honest with you guys. And grandpas do the same thing with that. And so everybody thinks that grandmas and grandpas are the epitome of the, how should I say, patriarchy or matriarchy here in the United States. And in some cases, they really are. Some cases, they're not. Some cases, they are. But they're coming out and saying now that we're killing grandma because of a, not being vaccinated or not being tested. It, it's pure propaganda. It's, it's, and, it's, and it's good. It's really good propaganda. <laughs> I just say it, but it's pretty good. It's a pretty good slam there as far as for what they're trying to do is trying to make you feel guilty for not getting yourself dna tested and Austin's absolutely right they now have genome specific drugs they develop that go after specific dna and target specific types of individuals like are you german we don't like germans you know you threw out the central banks in 1938 so we got to get rid of your dna because you stood against tyranny so let's kill all the germans okay that's not possible well it's not look at germany right now look at austria you know, shutting down and locking up and preventing any people who aren't vaccinated from even leaving their homes. Okay. Genetics are, deals with frequencies, specific vibratory states of DNA and matter. There's nothing solid in nature. It's all basically held together through Christ. The Bible says that through him, all things are held together. If you took an atom and you put the nucleus of the atom in the center field on the 50 yard line in a major stadium, the first set of electrons, if, you, if, if the atom was made the size of a pea, and the nucleus was the size of a pea, the first set of electrons wouldn't be until the top of the bleachers. There's nothing between that first pea and the top of the bleachers except for energy. And basically, it's that energy field between them which is basically empty. It's the energy that holds everything together. That's why the Bible says very clearly it's through him all things are held together through Jesus. He holds the entire energy field together. That's why x-rays work. That's why really dense material like lead blocks x-rays. That's why x-rays go right through us because we are basically a hollow sphere of energy that's held together with electrons and protons and neutrons in a specific vibratory state. In other words, you are a specific genetic frequency, like a radio station. If you're like 91.112222 to the nth degree, that describes your DNA. That describes who you are. You have a unique DNA specific to you that's a specific vibratory state. I learned this back in nature, in the naturopathic program that I was in back in the early 80s. This is what you are and how you have been developed by God Almighty. When you give them your DNA, you give them your radio frequency, and they can tune in a weapon, a frequency-based weapon like a 5G system specifically to your radio station and disrupt your signal, causing you to be suicidally depressed, causing you to come down with cancer, causing you to drop dead. 
causing you to do all, and, and Tesla talked about this. He called it a death ray because it was specifically designed to target specific individuals or could be modulated to do that. This technology has been around for a long, long, long time. And this is not new age. I'm not doing that new, new, new age weirdo stuff here. I'm telling you, this is just science. It's just physics. There's forces out there that can affect your DNA if tuned into you. And, and of course, that's what they're doing, and they continue to do all the time. So Austin's exactly right. They can develop drugs that go specifically against you. Watch the new James Bond movie. Watch it. It's long. It's like three hours long, but it's a really good movie. They develop a genome-specific bioweapon to target specific individuals and their families if they have the specific DNA that they target with nanobots. It's telling you what they're doing, and they can attack you individually. It's really important we understand that, guys. Austin's 100% right. Don't be giving out your DNA. And, you know, and then you got that 400 pages of, you know, oh, do you agree to this? You know, 400 pages later, you have to click yes. Well, what the heck? Did you read all 400 pages? It basically said they could do whatever they wanted to do. I'm being facetious with the 400 pages, but it's probably dozens of pages, and I've seen it repeatedly, even on the doggone Apple products. Do you agree with this? And if you don't, you can't use the product. So you're kind of stuck. So, number one, on your Apple products and on all computers that you can possibly do this with, keep your cookies turned off and clear your data on a regular basis as far as any kind of things that could be lodged in your system. Clear everything. I try to do that every single day on my, on my iPhones. Just clear it all. It plugs up things, slows things down, uses more energy for the, for the battery. Clear, clear, clear all the time because they're always putting these tracking things inside of your phones and inside of your iPads and inside of your computers. Now, I want to cover one more story here as we segue to a different topic. This trans teen has raped multiple girls now, is pleading no contest to a second Loudoun County school assault to face sentencing in December. A teenager who identifies as gender fluid, <laughs> unbelievable, this is some guy who wants to pretend like he's a girl so he can go into the girl's locker room. Just thought I'd mention that to you in most cases. Now, I'm not saying the guy's not mentally ill because he could be. But I remember, I'll never forget this. I'm going to tell you a little story. Florida State University, back in the 70s, they had one weight room. It was in Tully Gym. <laughs> it's a funny story. And, and I, I was not saved here at this point. So just bear with me on this. I'm just going to tell you the story. And there was like a chain link fence around the gym. That's right in the middle of the men's locker room. So the guys are changing clothes, taking showers, running around naked. And it's, it's a men's workout facility, and they did not have a woman's workout facility that was of any substantial anything. They had a couple of little machines in one, in one dorm that was a woman's dorm. That was about it. But the reality was is that these women got mad because they couldn't come into Tully Gym into the men's locker room with the chain link fence and basically work out. And so they said, okay, if you want to work out in the men's locker room, go ahead and knock yourself out. So all of a sudden, we'd be in there in the shower, and all these women would come walking in to work out. And we just laughed about it. We said, <laughs> whatever, you know, float your boat, because you know, this is a sexual university. But see, this is exactly what some of these trans guys are doing. And I hate to say that, because it's the truth. Now, not all of them. Some of them are really mentally ill. They just want to go ahead and go into the woman's locker room and see the women. And they're running around pretending like they're a girl. You think, well, they really wouldn't do that. Well, why would you say you're fluid? A teenager who identifies as gender fluid is one of Virginia's most populous counties and Monday pleaded no contest to assaulting a girl in the school bathroom last month. 
I mean, this is an absolutely horrible story. This, this guy dresses like a girl, goes into the locker room for the second time and rapes somebody. I mean, it's unbelievable. The, the no contest plea means that the boy did not challenge the charges, which were felony abduction and misdemeanor sexual battery. The 15-year-old admitted to abducting a girl from a hallway inside the Broad Run High School in Ashburn and forcing her into an empty classroom where he, you know, did his thing. The Epic Times, where the articles were being reported from, was told the hearing was closed to the press. Of course there was, because he's a juvenile. The boy, who has not been named publicly because he's a juvenile, was reportedly in ankle chains in the court hearing and will stay locked up until next month. He faces convicted forcible sodomy and other types of forcible things, both felonies. Pamela Brooks, the chief judge of the county's juvenile domestic relations district court, has combined the cases, and she will sentence the boy on December the 13th. The maximum sentence would be the boy could land in prison until his 21st birthday. Loudoun County Commonwealth's attorney, Bariba, a Democrat, told reporters Monday in a press briefing after the hearing. Is it appropriate? We have to wait for all the information to make that determination. Guys, this isn't going to get any better. We're going to continually have this type of stuff happening as long as we have people that are, quote, fluid. You know, as far as I'm a boy, I'm a girl, I'm a this, I'm a that. The reason I told you this story about Florida State is this. This isn't an old problem that we've been dealing with. It's been going on for a long, long, long time. The problem is now is that people have no longer been taught to expo- you know, express restraint. The teachings of Christ and the teachings of the Bible and people going to church and kids going to church and their parents taking the church is becoming rare in the United States, especially if they're doing it on a, you know, on a regular basis in church. And what ends up happening is they don't know what the moral consequences are going to be. They really don't. If you're not taught that what you're doing is wrong, how do you know it's wrong? Hmm? If you're not given the Ten Commandments, how do you know it's wrong not to kill or not to steal or not to covet? How do you know that? How do you understand anything that God wants you to be on this planet if you're not taught moral restraint and taught what God wants you to have and what God wants you to be and how God wants you to act? That's the problem, isn't it? And see, the further we get away from Christianity and the further we get away from doing what's right in God's eyes, the worse it's going to get. All of a sudden, now all of a sudden, this kid can go grab some girl and drag her into some room and rape her? What the heck? And now he's being tried basically as an individual, as a child? Well, I hate to say this. If he's a 15-year-old kid, I mean, I don't know how big he is. He's got to be pretty big to grab a girl and drag her off like that. Maybe he needs to be tried as an adult. Yeah, how about that? Maybe he needs to be held until his 21st birthday, you know, as an as a, as a, as a adolescent. But then maybe he needs to go on to the big pen, big state penitentiary or, the, you know, the federal penitentiary after that for a bit. So we can get his attention. But where are his parents in all this? Were his parents the ones who told him to wear a dress because he was cute when he was six? Where's their responsibility and why are the Democrats not talking about that? They're pushing the transgender issue, which is the hemaphroditic agenda, which is the Kabbalist agenda. Why are they not talking about that? I just thought I'd make a point about that real quick. By the way, Prince Andrew has had a $2 million loan repaid by a banker, <laughs> triggering calls for an investigation. This is a Newsweek article. Surprise, surprise, surprise. The bankers are paying off his notes because the bankers were the ones who were involved at the highest levels with Jeffrey Epstein and with all of the people that he was blackmailing and all of the people yep. he's involved with. Always remember that, guys, that we have to look at who's in charge and what they've done where this, how should I say, trail of breadcrumbs goes. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. You guys are absolutely amazing to me. Thanks for listening. And thanks for supporting Health Masters. Thanks for getting your vitamins and your deodorant and all the things that you do for us. It means the world to us because without you, 
we couldn't be bringing you the Christ-based news that we try to bring you. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Also, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, and you nailed it on the head with this kid, you know, that basically is running around doing this to these girls. I mean, granted, there's a huge degree of responsibility that he's going to have to pay for. I mean, you can't just go around raping people. That's not okay. That's that's never okay. And as you said, though, where the heck are his parents in contributing to the delinquency, delinquency of this? And what about the school system? Hmm? Is the school system going to be held accountable for promoting this type of culture? Now they're starting to say now that – the, a lot of the school boards have kind of started to phase out of CRT, and now they're rolling into what's called social-emotional learning, SEL. Instead of the critical race theory, it's social-emotional learning, which brings in some of the factors of CRT. And then it also goes into topics discussing sexuality, mental health, suicide, and gender fluidity. Well, here's the problem, and I, I've had numerous people tell me this as well, and I learned this in psychology, and I, I always try to be cognizant of it on the show – when you start talking about certain things, especially in the school system, you start dealing with, you know, five, six, seven, eight year olds, which I mean, this show obviously is not geared towards that age bracket. So I always recommend parents be very cautious. We try to keep this show as clean as possible, but we do bring up a lot of topics that, you know, seven, eight, nine year olds don't need to be hearing. But when you start bringing up these topics of gender fluidity and transgender ideology and even suicide and all this other stuff. And you start talking about it over and over and over and over and over and over again, the school system for years and years and years. What happens is you make these young children start to obsess about it and they start thinking about it and they start dwelling on it. When you bring a topic up repeatedly enough and you don't rebuttal it, you're simply encouraging it, and you're talking about how great it is and how awesome it is and how all the kids need to be acceptant of it. After a while, especially when you're dealing with that age group that doesn't have any type of critical thinking, that doesn't have type any concrete rational thought, they start taking that in as gospel. Like we said before, you tell a child long enough that communism is great, socialism is fantastic, and you tell them that every day for years and years and years, by the time they're teenagers – they think communism is great. Hence what we're seeing now with a lot of these complete and total moronic children in Generation Z that are running around acting like nonsensical, burning stuff down, catching things on fire, rioting for no legitimate reason at all. Not really, There's not really a legitimate reason to riot in most cases, but these kids don't even have a legitimate purpose to it. They're just doing it because a lot of other people are doing it. And so that's what really needs to be addressed when this starts happening. With these kids, and they start having this gender dysphoria and this gender identity disorder. This is a real problem. This has always been a problem, but now it's becoming a humongous problem because of the obsession and the discussions of it on a regular basis in the school systems that has not only normalized it, they've promoted it, and they've basically exalted it. And they're treating it like it's this great, great topic that every child needs to be learning about and needs to accept. No, they don't. If you're 18, 19 years old and you're a public secular university and you want to go opt in and pay for your own class on gender identity and you want to go learn about all this weird stuff and you're 18, 19 years old and you're an adult, don't care. Could care less. You want to offer that class? By all means, go do it. If someone wants to pay for it, whatever. Not my problem. But when you're telling first graders and second graders about this, no, guys, not okay. This is why we've been so adamant about the public school system and getting everything we can exposed about them so people really understand what they're promoting, what they're pushing, and that it's not okay at all. Also, too, and one last story that I solve on here now, the 
Texas MD named Mary Bowden. She basically was working at the Methodist Hospital, Houston Methodist. She has now had her privileges fully revoked from the hospital because she talked publicly about the vaccine mandates not being good and about how ivermectin works. She said, imagine your 48-year-old husband, the father of your children, is dying in the ICU, and the doctor would rather watch him die than even try ivermectin. She's now had her hospital privileges revoked from Methodist Houston, which is bad. It's not surprising, but again, it shows you where the narrative is and why they don't want anybody talking about the truth. That's why it's so important, my friends, continue to get the truth out there. Continue to get these articles out there forward our show. Whatever you can do to try to make a difference, it's that time now, guys. It is that time. It's, it's been that time, I should say. So, again, thank you for the support. If you guys need anything at all, be sure to check out the product of the week, the Attention Factor. With the L-theocrine in it, really good substitute if you don't want to be using stimulant products and caffeine products, but you still want to get the mental clarity and aggression and focus. Really good product right now on sale at Health Masters Product of the Week. A lot of people love this, including myself and Doug Hagman. We run it quite a bit, so be sure to check it out on the website, healthmasters.com. And also, too, the D3 10,000 K2 on sale now for 20% off. I'll be running that for probably the next week. And I uh, want to encourage everybody, make sure you're keeping your immune system up and running, top tier, especially when we go into the winter. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. Enjoy your time. Have an awesome, awesome evening. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>